Amen. Right on. We've been talking about better together. We work better together. The scripture is all full of the ways that God instructs us to work together, not only with him, but with each other. It's important to follow God, but it's also important for us to do it together and bring people alongside us and, and with us. And so I encourage you, if you missed any of the weeks of this series, check them out online. Last week, we talked about together in prayer. And uh, so excited to see Saturday morning prayer, even though it was summer, it remained full and it remained um, powerful and uh, just people coming together and, and praying together. It was an awesome thing. So thank you everyone who came out to that, but encouraged to see what God is doing in this better together. I believe that there's a lot to be said uh, for our lives about the importance of togetherness. You know, our culture really drives you to set up uh, either your individualness or isolation, you know, everything is I. Let's set up everything to our own preference. Your iPod, I this, I, your car has got a key fob, it'll reset your seat to your thing. None of those things are wrong, but everything is about build your thing, your cloud, your way, your playlist, and everything becomes about you, which is so the opposite of the kingdom of God, amen? Our thing is like, how, how do we do this thing together for his glory? How do we bring people alongside us as we journey with God, amen? So there's this idea, and this isn't actually an evangelism sermon. Uh, I'm actually going to share a few kind of ideas from Scripture, and then I want to talk about our groups at the end. But um, I was reading some data, and then I had this thought about better together. So it's going to seem like I'm about to talk about evangelism or witnessing, but I want you to hear it in a different way. And so evangelism is this. It's the spreading of the Christian gospel by public preaching or personal witness which is to be somebody who's zealous for a cause, zealous for a cause. And so preaching, you know, we get this idea that preaching is preaching. It's a sermon. It's a, it's a guy giving a talk. But uh, this idea of evangelism is spreading the Christian gospel, you could say, with zealous personal witness. And some of us get even hung up on that. So there's two words I'm using here, evangelism and witness. So we have this idea of like, we, we, we know that we need to evangelize and we know that we need to witness to people so much so that remember, you've heard me say before, usually you leave the most important thing at the end of your talk. And so if you have a house sitter or a dog sitter or a babysitter, uh, you give them all the rundown. This is over here and that's over here. But before you leave, say, listen, don't forget this. And you drop the most important thing on them again, right? Whatever you do, just don't forget this. And you give them the most important. That's essentially what Jesus did to us before he went up into heaven. He said, listen, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit, the comforter, your helper. There's going to be power. Like you're going to have that. It's going to be awesome. But he does this, hey, like in the same time frame, he's saying like, don't, don't forget, like go into the highways and by, he gives us this great commission in the New Testament of go into the highways and byways and reach people and love people and draw them all unto him. Are you with me? Because it's all about reaching people and being better together and seeing the captives set free. Amen? And, uh, and so evangelism or witnessing is a big deal. But it's also like a big deal to do. To, uh, like for us to do it, it's a big deal. Here's some statistics from Christian Lifeway, or Lifeway Christian Research. Top three reasons that people don't witness or evangelize to other people. Number one, they say they don't know how, which is fair. They say, hey, like the reason I can't witness or share my faith or evangelize other people is because I just, don't, I just don't know how. I don't know how I could do that. Number two, I don't know what to say. I think a lot of us would probably feel this way too. Like, oh, I would really love to share my faith or spread the gospel or witness or evangelize to somebody, maybe at the grocery store or whatever, but I just wouldn't know what to say or what if they asked a question. I just wouldn't know. 
And then the third reason is they're afraid or they have fear about that moment, which is also very understandable. Oh, maybe I would take that step and what could happen? What could go wrong? Well, how would they react? So they have fear about it. But could I actually argue with you today that it's possible for you to witness or to share your faith or to evangelize without saying anything and without knowing what to do and without even thinking about the moment? We get so caught up as it's going to be this instant that presents itself, this perfect time. Then you have to have something to say and you have to, could I actually argue with you that you can witness and be an evangelist and you can make a difference for the gospel without those things? Maybe that's why St. Francis said, preach Jesus and if necessary, use words. If necessary, use words. Wait a minute. We thought witnessing and evangelism, it was all about our words and the speech we're going to give and the thing. Maybe it's possible for us to say that our life and the way that we conduct ourselves can actually be a witness unto the gospel. Don't get me wrong. There's a time where we preach the words of Jesus, that we tell the truth of scripture. But I'm also saying that you can reach people and be a great witness unto God through the way that you live your life. Are you with me? We get so caught up and it's going to be what we have to say, what we have to do, what we have to. And if we just lived our lives in front of people the way God called us to do, following the spirit of God, following the power of God, living that on display, don't you think that would be enough of a testimony? Think about the way that they followed Jesus in the New Testament. People would come and watch and see what he was doing. The rumors about him would be, hey, you got to come see Right now, obviously, he gave talks and he gave speeches, but it was what was happening in real life that was causing people's eyes to be open to the power of God. And so my my kind of uh, spin here on this thing is this. Is it possible that us as a community of believers or Christians, if we work together and we're better together and we do life together on display for our community to see, is it possible to say that that could draw people unto him? Yes. So how are we going to do that? Well, how about this idea of community groups? What if we get out into our community and we just do life with them and we show all that God has done in our life? I love this idea right here. It says this. It says uh, this word preach is broken down to earnestly advocate a belief or a course of action. Is it possible that you living the way God called you to live and having that on display in community, is it possible that that could be earnestly advocating what God has done in your life? I would argue yes. Amen. Do you know how so many people come to our church and they actually say this? Hey, we started coming or we got connected or we start because I work with this person or I work with this lady or I work with this guy and I've been watching his life for so many years and I just knew I wanted what they had. What were they doing? They were preaching. Every time clock, every lunch break, every everything, they were out in community preaching the gospel. Are you with me? We love this idea of hero stories. You've heard me say this because there's something on the inside of you so incredibly drawn to seeing something that was broken be healed and saved and restored and put back to good. You were wired for it. You were made for it. You're subconsciously drawn to seeing, hey, this wasn't working and then this thing came and saved it and now it's been put back to its place. Why does that such a big deal for Americans and for all of us? Because that's what God put in us to be a part of a hero story, to see people who are hurting and out and down and we come alongside and say, there's a better answer. Let me lead you and we bring them to the cross. Are you with me? It's an incredible thing. And now here's the deal. You can't wake up and say, you know what? Today, I'm going to be a hero. 
I'm going to save someone from a burning building. I'm going to take them from that flipped over car crash. And I'm going to, you can't do that. But every day you can spiritually wake up and say, God, today, spiritually, I want to be somebody's hero. Spiritually, I want to pray with them. I want to love them. I want to forg- extend forgiveness. I want to listen. Are you with me? That's wired in you to be that hero. But the truth is you have to do it in community. It's pretty hard to help somebody when nobody's with you. It's pretty hard to make a difference in somebody's life if nobody's in your life. We have to work together, be together, be in community together. Amen? Genesis chapter 1, God's given this, like, there's this right, you know, rundown of God saying, hey, in the beginning, Genesis, God sees the trees and he says they're good. And he sees water and he says it's good and animals are good. And all the things he created, he keeps saying that's good and that's good, that's good. And then the first time in scripture he says something is not good is when he looks down and he sees Adam is alone. Or he's in a place of loneliness or he's isolated to himself. God stops and says, oh, no, 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 that's not good. You're not created to be a person who's alone. So he creates Eve out of his side and he says, okay, now that he has community, this is my design. So it's not okay if you've been hurt or you've been frustrated or somebody's done you wrong and you've made the decision to say, nope, you know what? From now on, I'm putting up a wall and I'm going to live in loneliness and I'm going to live in isolation because it's just easier this way. God looks down on that in your life and says, no, that's not good. Just like he did in Genesis. Are you with me? Because you were created to do life together in connection, in community. So if he says it's not good, then our idea of it should be it's not good. Many of you uh, and many of us, uh, we've gone through circumstances and situations where literally you could say the phrase, if so-and-so wasn't with me at that time, I never would have made it. Or if I didn't have that person who just stuck by my side, I never would have got through it. How many can identify with that? It's just, it's community. It's people alongside you that bring us through. Um, there's uh, even on the inside of us, it's why we connect with music. It's really why God gave us worship is because when we worship and we speak truths back out, it connects on the inside of us to something bigger than just ourselves. Amen. And it actually happens in secular music too. That's why you can listen to an artist and they'll say a lyric a certain way and it'll hit you and you'll go, yes. Why? Because on the inside you're saying he gets it, she gets it. And there's this connection of what? Actually community. I get it. Uh, Before it got really heavily, you know, turned into a campaign and politicized and some of the different things we see with it. uh, Psychologists used to say the two most powerful words uh, that a human can hear is me too is someone coming alongside them and wholly understanding and agreeing, like, me too, I'm with you. I have an understanding of what you've been through. Isn't that unbelievable? To think as they study the brain and what it does to the brain when someone authentically comes alongside them and says, I get it, me too, I've been there. What that does to the inside of you, why? Because God put a desire on the inside of you to walk alongside somebody else who can say, I'm with you, me too, we can do this. Amen. The older I get, because you know I'm really on the downside at 35. Uh, just every day is a gift, amen? <laughs> and, um, and so, but, but really, you know, the older I get, obviously my kids get older and my family gets older and especially my golden retriever gets older and so that gets sadder because um, he's my best friend. Just so you know, he's like 12 right now. And, uh, you know, when we go to put him to sleep, he's my best friend. You know, he, all of you combined aren't even half as cool as my golden retriever, Leroy. <laughs> But when it's time for his time, we're going together. So I'm just telling you, an average dog lives to 15. You got me about three more years. That's my boy, Blue. So that's just letting you all know. 
Uh, Maddie will do a great job preaching and singing. It'll be fine after me, but <laughs> she said, oh, no. Maddie's hilarious. I, I have time to rant, so I'm going to do it. Maddie's hilarious. Everybody's happy. Jess is happy because I'm not picking on her. Maddie would sing you an entire sermon. If I was like, hey, I need you to preach a sermon. I need you to do a thing. She'd be like, if I could sing the whole thing, she'd write the whole sermon and sing the whole thing. If I just moved the guitar, she's like, you know, like, so you may get a song sermon coming up from her one of these days. But uh, anyway, so again, teasing, but the older that I get, the truth is, and you guys all identify with this too, the older you get, the things that matter more are just relationships, right? The, the longer you live in life, the things that you value just the most come through people. It's just in relationship. It's not stuff, and it's not neighborhoods, and it's not cars. It's not those things. It's quality time with people you love. That's why on your deathbed, people look back, and they don't go, oh, I wish I would have invested it that way, money, and I wish I would have built that thing. Everybody just looks back and says, where's my, where's my people? I want my family, yeah. right? Because it's all, it, it's people. It's, it's, that's what we value. So for me, you know, community and church, it needs to be the same way. We need to desire relationship with one another. Amen? Jesus modeled relationship for us. Uh, if he was ever a guy who could have been carted along in a, in a capsule and gone through towns, just sheltered and kept from people, if anyone deserved it, it could have been Jesus. But no, Jesus was out healing the sick, washing people's feet. As he raised the dead, he also walked among the people. What happened when his friends died? The scripture says he wept. He cried. Why? Because he had real relationships with people. Amen? So it's important for us to know friendship matters. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times, all times. Sometimes as Christians, we only have healthy Christian relationships only at church, only at book study, only at church event. When are our friends supposed to be in our lives? All times, loving all times. We need to go and do community together and connect together. I'm not talking, you know, make a bubble and we just shelter each other. We only do community with it. I'm talking about we're just living life, supporting one another, always alongside each other. Amen. That's why I think that book, Everyone Always, is really important for us. It's just teaching us, like everyone always, we have just great connection and love for one another. Uh, I had a guy in the first service, uh, he, he shared this point. We were talking about the sermon before I preached it. He said this, even the disciples understand the power understood the power of better together you know that none of the disciples ever went out solo or individual they always ministered in groups they always went out together why because you're better together community matters amen so the last few minutes i want to go over these with you about why this matters why our community groups matters we don't put all this together because we are like bored and we want to try to find ways to entertain you i promise you it's not like that um but this is our way of like saying hey look we believe that it's important to do life together, to connect with one another, to do life you know, in, in a life-giving manner where we encourage one another. So we put together all these different ways that you can join us in groups. What I love about this church is some churches create a bunch of programs to get people back in the summer. Oh, we got to get them here. We got to keep them here. Our philosophy here is, hey, look, let's just go join everyone where they are. So we'll see you at the beach. We'll see you at volleyball. We're going to go do life with you because that's how God called us to do it. Amen? So the scripture says where two or three or more are gathered together so we get together wherever you gather in his name in agreement for what he's doing are you with me he's with us so i just believe he can join us at the beach in volleyball amen so let me run over these for you in just a few minutes and uh and then you can pick up these cards on your way out but want to just explain them for you a little bit and if you need any of the details jump right on our website 
just the church website, and you'll also have the Facebook links. You can click attending. You can invite people to them. All that stuff is there. So all of your answers, hear me clearly on this, all of your answers are found on the website, which could also lead you to the Facebook. Everybody say, got it. All right, all right. So if you forget that part, this sermon will be available for you on our website. Just check out. And Are you with me? All right. So Beach Therapy, this is a group we're bringing back. If you've never heard of it before, it's a really cool thing we do here at the church. Uh, on Tuesday nights, uh, the ladies, you just take a lawn chair and you make your way to Holland State Park and they just watch the sunset together. And so just a really cool way that they come together and they just relax and get to know one another and just connect and do life and talk and share. Can I tell you something? Incredible spiritual things have come out of that. People have got together and made relationships, and it's led to the next thing and to the next thing. And now people's lives have been changed, all starting with just sitting at the beach. Yeah, because God works in all that. He believes in us doing community. Amen? So beach volleyball is a really cool one, or beach therapy is a, a great one for you to connect with. Uh, same thing with beach volleyball. Uh, if, even if you're not like a big volleyball player, uh, what's really cool about that night is all different skill levels can be a part of it. And then at the same time, like the kids get to play together. Uh, they, you know, go swim in and hang out. And so as like some of the family is playing, a lot of other family members are just hanging out, watching, connecting. The kids are getting to know each other. And uh, that also happens at Holland State, and uh, you can look up all those details right here off the website and off your card. Uh, splash Pad is another one, uh, just right here at the Zealand Splash Pad. It's an awesome one. The moms get together. The kids get to go out there. It's a great way for you to get a free shower in for the kids. Just get them in there, get them rinsed off for the week, and uh, you're good to go. It's like a win-win, and uh, all on Zealand's dime, amen? <laughs> Feel the zeal, shower the kids. Uh, but splash pads, a great one connect again, your kids get to make relationships. You get to do life with the other moms. Uh, splash pads, a great one. This is a new one that I'm really excited about because I'm getting close to it. It's called our wise timers group. It's our forties and up and, uh, their tagline is, uh, uh, it's yeah, we're old. So what? Yeah, we're old. So what? Like, what does it matter? And uh, so 40s and up, uh, they're going to have a great time connecting. Uh, they'll do dinners. They'll do fires. They'll do uh, just different hangouts like that. And uh, so if you're somebody who uh, does things and forgets about it an hour later, that's a great group for you. If you spend more time like grunting words than actually using English words, you sit down, you stand up, all kinds of gr- I'm getting close. I'm just telling you. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting on you. I'm telling you the truth. Like, but if you're those kind, uh, that's an awesome group for you. But uh, my parents are the leaders of that group. So that's why I'm being a little harsh on them uh, about it. But for real, uh, that is a group, just being real with you for a minute, that has so much to give, uh, especially the body of Christ. And, and I'm not talking about money and work. I'm saying the wisdom. That's why we're calling it the wise timers, not old timers, wise timers. Uh, of There's so much to give back in that legacy mode and, and, and just that idea of you've blazed trails. And, um, and let's strengthen that group, get them working together, connecting together, and really value it. Amen? Men's breakfast. It's happening. already happens. Uh, would love for you to be a part of it. Even if you can like adjust your schedule 20 minutes, maybe, uh, maybe all you have enough time for is to come grab a cup of coffee with us. Totally do it. They reserve the back room for us at, at Farmhouse. They put everything together. If all you, again, all you have time for is coffee, come do it, connect, and uh, let's do that together. The golf club, really encourage you. You'll get some more details about how you can sign up in the upcoming weeks. Uh, but obviously, a lot of golf happens in the summer. would love to do that together. Uh, this is also a group for what I was talking about earlier. 
Maybe you can be a witness. You can be an evangelist literally through golfing. Maybe you know somebody who loves golf but struggling in life and just needs some good friends. Get them out to the golf league, and um, we'll try to reduce the profanity depending on your skill level. And um, have truthful laugh there of like, ha, shoot. <laughs> you know, like you, it, it, you know what I'm saying. And uh, so the golf club, I want to give you this promise is it's going to be real. It's going to be authentic. I said this in first service. I'll say it again. You're going to get people together. They're going to see you doing life together, golfing, having a good time. It's not going to turn church weird. All of a sudden, come around the ninth green, and there's Maddie, like, playing worship, hiding in a tree. Like, uh-oh, what did I, you know, it's deliverance on the ninth hole. It's not, it's doing life. It's doing life. We, we considered sending Maddie, we considered sending Maddie to the wise timers group, but they would forget she was there anyway. So it wouldn't matter anyway. So her guitar doesn't play loud enough for those old people. <laughs> I'm playing. You guys know I'm playing. It's my parents' group. Yeah, yeah, I'm close. I can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, my parents are going to be so mad. They babysit my kids this week, too. I'm in fear about what that's going to look like. So golf club, uh, boundless holy yoga already happens. Same thing. It's just a great way to connect. Do you know all of us? You know you got fitness goals. You got things you want to do. Why not combine worship and community and make those things work together? I'll tell you what. Every time they do holy yoga in our kids space or whether they do it down here or whatever, I always see the ladies connecting, pouring their hearts out, praying together. Um, it's just it's a way that you do it together in community the way God has called us to. Amen. The Live Love Lead is our young adults group. They're going to go through Pastor Brian, the Hillsong uh, pastor, Pastor Brian Houston. They're going to go through his book together. So they'll have fires and hangouts and connections. So that's our young adults group, our parenting class. Uh, I'll spend a little bit of time on this one. Pastor Bill Johnson uh, out of Bethel Church in Redding, California, has an incredible parenting class that we're going to offer starting this Wednesday. Uh, and here's the deal. There's no way that we can give you a perfect blueprint of everybody should raise their kid like this. Uh, we realize that's not possible uh, because every kid needs a different thing and every family has a different story. But what I would like to do is just get us all thinking and aiming for how we want to raise our kids. Amen. And so if you haven't, if, you're, if you haven't given much thought to how you're raising them or aiming them, uh, this class is incredible. Pastor Bill Johnson uh, has raised young people up in ministry. He's just, he's a father of the faith. And what is he, 60 maybe, 60, maybe a little bit more. Just an incredibly just seasoned, sound, mature leader. Uh, I, believe, I believe everything uh, that their church is doing and everything that he says in the class. And so if you're interested in that, that kicks off this Wednesday night. It's free. You don't have to sign up. Just come on out to our lounges. We'll be ready for you. Uh, I say this with all those classes. If you miss a week, you can catch up. But really encourage you for this one to not miss a week. They're all just really, really great and, uh, and, and would love for you to be at that. So. He's, he's even writing a book uh, just after this class. Like He's really committed himself to this, and um, I know it'll be worth every minute of your time. Amen? And so the parenting class is a great one, and then our student ministries you'll find uh, on the bottom of the card. They've got a bunch of fun stuff planned. Uh, they got the drive-in theater. They have bowling, uh, laser tag. they got rebounders and Jenison. And so here's the deal with our teenagers. There's a whole bunch of stuff that they can be involved in, and I'm not saying you need to keep them from the things that they need to be involved, you know, other opportunities. But what I am saying is just make sure that the church stuff is a priority for them. Let them go to the other stuff and hang out. Obviously, you use your wisdom on what they should go to. Uh, I'm not saying this is the only stuff they should do, but I'm just saying it's the important stuff that they should do, making these kinds of connections and relationships. Amen? Amen. I'll close with this. Uh, for me, uh, as a pastor, if people, uh, if people asked me, you know, 
uh, hey, what, what way do people get the most help? Like, how do you help people the most? Uh, I wouldn't say, oh, it's a sermon that I preach and they've heard it. Uh, or it wouldn't be, oh, I, you know, I uh, gave them, you know, this big speech. We just really, you know, we just really sat them down and we just really gave them a stern talk and told them to, you know, turn or burn, you know, like that doesn't. Uh, all, all the different ways that you would think, you know, like, oh, we, we give them this book and have them read all this kind of stuff. The way that we see people significantly take progress and take leaps is of course when they commit themselves to the to the church and the way of God and his principles. But alongside that, they put people in their life that are gonna encourage them the right way. Encourage them. Because in the world, you got people that are trying to tell you to lower the bar. Oh man, lighten up. You take it too seriously. And they want you to lower the bar. And then you get lower bar results. But the people that I see growing and thriving and making great gains are people that have intentionally put people in their life that encourage them for more. People rise or fall to the level of your praise. Let's get people in our life that praise us up, that encourage us up. Let's also be the community that accepts people in and, and raises other people up, whether it be through golf or beach volleyball or men's breakfast, whatever we do, let's welcome in people and believe the best for them and raise them up. Amen? It's how we're better together. That's why the importance of these groups are a big deal. Amen?